So we are back. We did take, we were supposed to have a new episode last week. And if you noticed, we did not have one. We actually did have one we were working on and we're recording and we decided to table it because uh, George Floyd, of course, as many people are aware. And if you're not aware of this, you are literally living under a rock. And I recommend reading, you know, following up on the news a little bit. There's some very important things happening right now. Yes. Um, George Floyd, just a couple hours from here, or four hours from here, in Minnesota, so in the state we are in. In our backyard. Yeah. That's, oh. In the place we go to to buy provisions, like, once a year. That's that's what Minneapolis is for many of us, but. Oh, that's my concert city. The concert city for those of us who can afford to go to concerts, Phil. He was killed during, while in police custody, and of course it was recorded. I think it was the combination of like the coronavirus stuff kind of raising tensions already mm-hmm. and then that happening so publicly and then them not responding mm-hmm. and arresting mm-hmm. quick enough just like i think that was the last straw that just like that's it like we're done we can't do this anymore we will not stay quiet anymore and i i, I there's been other times where there have been protests like black lives matter black lives matter has been around since 2014 mm-hmm. i mean that's six years now that they've been doing protests and they've actually been doing regular weekly protests in la even and they've been very vocal but they just haven't gotten that foothold and i think it was just that like that last straw and it was like that's it we're and not going to stay quiet until things change uh, yeah i think now we're really going to do it because we are just pissed so we did decide to observe Blackout Tuesday last week, and we observed it for the entire week, which um, would have you know been when the episode aired. So we just decided we're going to table this episode for now and kind of put it on the back burner and just not do anything. We were going to be completely silent on the podcast because anything we would have done would not have felt appropriate. It was irrelevant. It was completely irrelevant. There were so much bigger things happening in the world in the past three weeks that have been, I mean, I'm just, to me, I'm thinking back on it and it's like, okay, my generation grew up even better than my parents' generation in regards to equality. And then my kids are going to grow up even better than I did. And this is what we have to do to ensure that. Yes. If we just sit and do nothing, then it's not going to get better. I want my kids, like, I haven't had a bad life being a person of color, but it could definitely be a lot worse. And if I have kids, if I decide that's what I want to do, I want to ensure that they're going to have, like, an even better experience than I've had. Yeah. And in case you are listening to this and you have not ventured onto our website (laughs) to see a picture of Martha, and perhaps you didn't know this because you're only hearing our voices, uh, Martha is black, so... There is this personal tie-in to, to what's going on. And I will say, you know, Graham Murray, we are not immune to racism up here. There was oh. actually a whole thing on WTIP about racism in Graham Murray. When I moved here, I heard about it right away because it was the, the family that actually, when I moved here, they moved to where I just moved from. And my first day at work, the guy was there. Cause he was one of my lifeguards and he, I walk in and he's like, it is so good. Like it, I think he was honestly going to start crying because of what his daughters went through, but he was like, it is so good. 
to see like a woman of color in a like a position of authority here and I was like I didn't get it until I heard what his daughters went through and I was like it makes sense Mm -hmm. it all makes sense like how he felt about it and why he felt that way about it yeah so Gregory (coughs) not immune we did observe uh, we had some we call them protests slash vigils they were pretty I mean up here they were incredibly peaceful uh we stood on the corner of highway 61 kind of near where java moose is and did you know acknowledged that what we're dealing with up here is more like our silence is violence like if you don't do anything it's just as bad as the people who are out there being racist and just being terrible people so this is why we are saying something now here on the podcast we are just acknowledging what is happening we're acknowledging the black lives matter movement and about the different things that are happening all over the world that was the other thing that was like incredible for me until this point like it had been kind of if something happened in a specific city there'd be protests but they would be within that city but this spread this worldwide Mm -hmm. and you know the thing is this has always been going on and i forget which celebrity said this this has always been going on we just now have the technology on hand all the time to get the evidence of it. Was that the Chris Rock speech? Uh, he gave an incredible speech I don't know, on the topics that whoever said it, I've heard it, I've heard the quote a million times and it's true. This has always been going on. We just now have the the tools to show people how bad the the justice system is, how mistreated people of any race are. Like we we have the tools to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's you we can't be silent about it anymore everybody's got a phone everybody can just whip out their phone and take a video and i think i one of the favorite quotes i have that somebody said they're like yeah things are better but things could always be better oh yeah every day things can always be better and you know what things can always be worse too if we don't speak up they get worse if we speak up they'll get better and if we keep speaking up they're gonna keep getting better i mean yeah look at what the protests have done so far the people were finally arrested and now they're calling for, what is it, Breonna Taylor? Now they're mm-hmm. calling for her people to be arrested. Like this, we can't sit here and pretend like protesting gets us nowhere. Gay people got rights by protesting. Women got rights by protesting. Like we have the history there that proves this works. So like this is, uh, for you people out there that don't like it, like look at history. This is what we have to do to get somewhere. It sucks that this is the way it has to be, but like it's the way that works. Just say that we support the protests, we support the protesters, mm-hmm. we support the Black Lives Matters movement, yeah. and... I've actually donated to the yep. the Minnesota Freedom Fund a couple times now. Yep. So that is why we did not have an episode last week, and it was definitely something where we discussed it. We're like, you know what, this is something we want to acknowledge, and something mm-hmm. we want to mention here on the podcast. And now, I mean, it's not going away, just so you know, we are continuing to support it yeah those are those are my favorite posts on facebook like hey it's wednesday and guess what black lives still matter and i'm just like yeah like we we can't let it die off because if we let it die off they're gonna get what they want which is us just being silent so we are going to now move not move on i'm just saying we're going to continue with this episode and in this episode you and i are going into the boundary waters yes and we will table the episode we meant to do the last week that we were supposed to have an episode that we did not do 
Uh, we will table that for a future episode. Um, but it will be done along with the bucket list episode. I feel like we should just turn it into a 2021 bucket list. 2021 bucket <laughs> I think that's where it's going to end up. There's so much you can't do this year now. It's so yeah, frustrating. Yeah, true. That's true. So, there is a lot of stuff like that I had in my head that I wanted to do that we're not really going to be able to do. So I feel like this is going to be one that's going to have to wait. The bucket list episode will happen. The stand-up paddleboard episode we were working on last week will happen. But for this week, we're going to give you the Boundary Waters episode. So from Jane Martha and Exploring the North Shore... This has been our statement on this, you know, everything that's happened in the past three weeks. We support you. And now we are going to go into the woods and far away from everything, social media <laughs> and electronics and just reconnect and zen out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is our episode of our trip into the Bounty Waters. Welcome back to Exploring the North Shore. Uh, Before we get going on what this episode is all about, I first wanted to say that last week, during our blackout time, we actually surpassed 10,000 listeners. Well, 10,000 downloads anyway, I'm sure. (laughs) Several of those are repeat listeners. Uh, But yeah, so we have hit 10,000 downloads. So thank you to everybody who listens every week and downloads the podcast and subscribes because you helped make that happen. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, so it it took less than a year. We started the podcast. (laughs) Actually, Joe and I started recording the first podcast just before Memorial Day weekend, but we didn't launch until July 1st. And now it is the 13th of June and we've hit 10,000. So thank you everybody for an amazing first year and for the first 10,000 downloads. And now for this week's episode. (laughs) We're both very excited for it because we are going to go into the Boundary Waters and go camping. This should be super fun. I've wanted to do a Boundary Waters trip since I was a kid. I remember like Growing up and hearing all these friends talking about going to the Boundary Waters, and I'm like, what are they talking about? Where are they going? So I'm super pumped to finally be able to do it for myself. And we're going to do a pretty simple route to start things off for Martha. <laughs> Don't want to go too extreme and make her do like a 10 portage trip. Like, because we're only, <laughs> we only have two nights to go in and do this. We still have to work. So we could only get one day off of work. So we're going to go in. It is Saturday. We're going to stay in Saturday night, we're going to stay in Sunday night, and then we're going to come back out on Monday. We are going in at Sawbill Lake, and we are heading right now, in just a few minutes, we're heading out to Sawbill Outfitters, and they're going to hook us up with the gear that we need. We have decided to do hammock camping, so I think that will be fun and interesting, something a little different. And yeah, so we're going to head out now and do all of that, so the next time you us, we're going to be kicking on with our friends at Sawbill Outfitters. Uh, 
everybody here. Um, did you guys reserve your permit? We did. We have it printed out. You did? Yep. You, you printed out the confirmation email? Yep. Okay, cool. So we don't have to worry about that. Normally we would like show you the permit video, but we're not doing that this year. We watched them. You did? Yeah. We watched all of them. We watched all three of them. Okay. Did you have any questions about that out of the gates? Uh, I mean, I've done Boundary Waters before, okay. so I'm, okay. I've been there, so I think <laughs> I can help Martha out yeah. when she has questions. Okay, cool. Oh. Lived in Minnesota my whole life, never came to the Boundary Waters until now. <laughs> it is a first. It's very exciting. So all sound good? Looks yeah. good. Okay, so the next steps for us are, um, we can talk about if you have an idea for what you want to do for your route, yes. we'll get you a, a map folded and, and ready to go in a map case. Ours is very easy, so yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so we'll, do, we'll briefly chat about that, and then we'll just, I'll pack this stuff back up and then you guys can like get your like personal items okay. from the car or whatever, you can bring it down here and like get everything packed up. Mm -hmm. um, and then, do you guys have rain gear? I do, I have some. I'm not sure if it's, it's supposed not to supposed rain. It's not supposed to rain. I brought my, I did bring my rain jacket. Okay. I, yeah, I brought And I have my rain tarp case, for my yeah. But like, I did not, I took out a few things because I'm like, it's really not supposed to rain until like okay. Tuesday or Wednesday. If anything, well, we'll just put our hammocks in. together. Yeah. It's always a thing. Go sleep just, under the rain tub. It serves as a windbreaker too, if you yeah. need to or whatever. Okay. Um, and then after you guys are all packed up, we'll um, get you like jackets and paddles and talk about the canoe. Okay. okay. get you set. And then we, if you need to put anything in our safe, we can do that, like car keys or whatever. Like, we can like lock it up okay. with you. And that will be that. Excellent. Sound good? Yeah. And me and Trinky will basically be like around um, floating in and out to answer questions or, you know, if you have, as you're packing up. Awesome. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, else. So what is, what are, what is the route that you guys are thinking? Very easy. I think we're going to camp up by Atta Creek. Okay. So we don't have to portage with this stuff. We can just get up there and find a, hopefully find a spot. On North Sawmill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then like kind of by the the start of the creek basically. And yep. then um, we're thinking of just going into like Helso, maybe up into Atta and then over to Smoke, but okay. just kind of tool around here more than anything. Okay, sure, sure. Um, sounds good. Now, did we put a map up? I thought we put a map up in here. Oh, over here. Oh, they're over here. Oh yeah. So, so this is what we're talking about. Yeah, the this campsite I was hoping we would get, which we may not be able to, but this one right here. Okay, sure. So the one I, um, I scouted. All right, so that one, and I think this one. So I would say go, you know, straight there and check it out. So last night I was out walking my dog at like 10:30, and there was a car parked up here and some people bustling around with some gear, and so I went over and just checked in on them, and they were like yeah we were supposed to come back tomorrow and we started looking for campsites on jack and there was uh, no campsites available all the way all the way back to okay. sawmill and i was like okay so every day is a different day <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. but i think that unfortunately what's happening is um especially over the weekends when all the permits are booked people are tending to stay closer to the entry points um so get there first and find a spot yeah so i you know you 
I would plan to have like a contingency, like, yeah. okay, if these are all booked, like, what are we going to do? Can we kind get of a thing. up into Kelso without portaging through here, or is that? There's a portage, but it's very short. Okay, like from it's here to there. Yeah, it's okay. 13 rods. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, even if you one. have to do several trips across, it's not a big deal. Okay. Um, because it's very short. And I have to agree it, with it Dan. I mean, last night I was in the dome, I was in outfitting, and there were two other groups that came through and said they came back early because they were having trouble finding spots. And they had gone, I mean, they had gone out looking, well, yeah, they had gone in for the day and then they'd come out early. Yep. So okay. definitely get out there and start. To find a spot. Yeah, find a spot to camp first and then tool, you know, around. tool around and kind of that kind of thing. Okay. I mean, there's a bunch of sites and every day people like is, are shifting around, mm -hmm. you know, going somewhere else or something. So I would anticipate that you can find something, especially since you're getting a pretty early start here, but you know, just sort of like keep that in mind. Cause Sounds if you, I mean, we can always go here yeah, too. You can, yeah, Alton, there's Kelso. a bunch of sites. Alton is really pretty. These sites up here on Kelso are pretty nice. Mm -hmm. So we'll fold a map up that has like this basically all of this. Okay. Shown. But it'll be a map like this, so it has, you can open it up and look at it and, and whatever. Dream. Yeah. yeah. Next exactly. yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. That sounds good. All right, well, we'll, we'll let you guys um, get, our stuff. get your stuff. You can bring it in here. Okay. Um, and then this is just sort of like your packing space. So All you right. can kind of spread out your awesome. desire. Well, and then Martha, just let us know what chair you want at some point. Oh, I'll just do whatever one she does. Okay. I don't need okay. to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be Works difficult. for me. Okay, sounds good. We'll okay. grab another one. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here, to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior. From Duluth to the Canadian border, their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. And don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. So we have, we, we headed out on Sawbill Lake. Let's see, what time is it? I think it's like five o'clock. Yeah, it's five o'clock. Um, by the way, if you hear that hissing in the background, that is us attempting to make dinner. After we just attempted to make coffee. We made um, <laughs> coffee flavored water, I think. Yes, that, um, that is exactly what I would describe this as. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're both, we've both gone to camp, but I wouldn't necessarily say we're both like avid campers. No. And that we haven't gone recently on camping trips. And yeah. I feel like when I did go camping a lot of times, like I wasn't the leader. Right? Like so there was somebody else doing most of the stuff and you're just like, I'm here. 
I'm like that I'm being person. Part of it. I was yeah. I always felt like there was somebody else there who was like responsible for deciding what we ate yeah. and what we drank. So this is kind of interesting. We have to like we had to figure out how to turn on the stove, which we managed to do after a few without blowing myself up. <laughs> few false attempts we're trying to use this coffee percolator and we did manage to make coffee i just don't it has more grounds in it than i was hoping for <laughs> and it's not very strong yeah that's okay. like coffee shouldn't be this color but it tastes like coffee and i think yeah. that's all i need mm -hmm. uh so we left sawbill outfitters at about yeah did we even check the time we should have done that. i did actually it was 12 because we got here at like 12 no 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 we left there at like 11 because we got here at like 12.30. We were there for like that long? Yeah. Wow. You know, we, we got there a little late and then we oh, putzed yeah, around. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we sent our canoe out. There was a little bit of concern from Dan Shirley, who's the one that was, you heard giving us the instructions earlier, I, uh, that a couple of people had come back a day early. This it was, either, was it this morning or yesterday, he said? I think it was yesterday. They okay. were supposed to go into the weekend, I think he said, and then they, what do you say, they were having trouble finding camping spots? Yep, they couldn't find a campsite. Yeah. And they said they started in like, they went through like burnt and smoke lakes and into Sawbill and just said, okay, we're gonna come back because we can't find any camping spots. So we decided the first thing we were gonna do was find a camping spot and then kind of claim our camping spot and then explore a little bit more. Uh, Martha was not feeling the greatest this morning. So, well, anyway, so we started paddling around and <laughs> I thought I knew how to read the map really well. It's not as easy as you think. There are islands that aren't on the map, so I'm like, okay, is this the big island that's on the map? Is that the big island that... I'm like, there's a big island and then a small island. I'm like, well, here's a big island and a small island, but over there is another big island and another small island. So which one is marked on the map? And then we weren't 100%. I'm like, okay, look for what looks like a campsite. And I was like, well, I don't think they mark them. I think you just find them. And we did have the map with... The campsites on it but since we couldn't really use the map to figure out where we were that didn't really help yeah. so we basically paddled I, I noticed that the first couple of campsites that were closer to sawbill were taken there were people at them and unloading mm -hmm. so we just kind of kept going and we aren't 100 sure where we are <laughs> we think we, we know where we, we, are. we have one of two campsites we're pretty sure we're at right now we think we think <laughs> But we came across kind of a little, you could tell there was a little clearing area and a path. So I'm like, that's got to be a campsite. I'm like, it's either a campsite or a portage, but the portages are marked better. So we, I hopped out of the boat and I came up here and sure enough, there was a fire pit. So there are two things that you find that designates a campsite in the Boundary Waters. The first one is the fire pit and the second one is the latrine. I found the latrine. I'm like, okay. It's got a you know campsite. It's got a or a campfire. It's got a latrine. This is a campsite, and I kind of looked around. We are hammock camping, so I looked around to make sure that there was two sets of trees that could support our hammocks. Hammock trees, <laughs> and we settled in. We came ashore, and I don't, know, I don't know if we're super lucky that we found this campsite. I think it's really it's awesome. Really nice. Yeah, I like this campsite a lot. Maybe somebody listening is familiar with Sawbill, and it, we are still on Sawbill Lake. We didn't actually end up leave leaving Sawbill Lake. We were worried if we left Sawbill Lake, we wouldn't be able to find a campsite. So we're gonna stay here for the night and then we're gonna actually stay here tomorrow night too. But tomorrow we are gonna canoe around a bit more and just kind of do a day trip and use this as a base camp. Puts around, yeah. Puts around, cause I don't want to rehang my hammock. It was kind of a pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole process. Oh my God. <laughs> 
yeah so we settled in and it was just kind of i think by the time we were done hanging the hammocks and settled into camp it was like one i'm like you know what i'm really tired martha was tired martha fell asleep so i'm like i'm gonna go read a book in my hammock <laughs> fell asleep oh on the ground yeah martha fell asleep on the and ground. then proceeded to wake up and then go into my hammock <laughs> So that is our report thus far. Now we're making dinner. It is five o'clock at night. We're here. We're not going to go back out today. We, I thought about it. I was like, we need to go back out. But I'm like, ah, no. Yeah, just enjoy. Just enjoy. It's a really, really nice campsite. There's and this huge not boulder. Buggy. No, it's not. Surprisingly not buggy. Like, yeah, I know we got like the strongest bug spray you could get. <laughs> but like when I was sleeping on the floor, on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had my leggings on when we got here, and I s- changed into my swimsuit bottom, so my legs weren't sprayed at all, and they I didn't get a single mosquito bite for that, like how long I was down there. The like dragonflies minutes. have come out, and you know what? The temperature is pretty mild today. In fact, this morning at Saba, we got there, and they're like, "Are you guys cold?" And I'm like, "No, I'm actually. I feel like this is perfect. It, it was is. like 49 to 50, and I'm a cold weather person, so that was okay for me." But he was like, "Oh yeah, it was 32 degrees this morning. <laughs> no, it was 53 when we got there, so it had warmed up cl- quite a bit." But he said it was 32 in the morning, so that may have done a bit of a bug kill off a little bit. Maybe that's why we oh, yeah. got lucky with and the very few bugs. Crazy abundance of dragonflies. I don't think I've seen yeah. this many in like years (laughs) there are dragonflies everywhere Everywhere. remember dragonflies are your friend because they eat mosquitoes so and if you stick your finger if like you're in a field with a bunch of them and you stick your finger up one will inevitably land on it and that's a really cool picture to do that i had one on my shoulder and it was just riding around with me earlier like a butterfly is even pushing it for me (laughs) I, i would still be so scared to hold a butterfly so martha's afraid of bugs i'm afraid of fire like i can deal with them obviously but if i don't have to like the spider did i tell you about the spider in my room it moved oh it moved i thought you guys had an agreement we had an agreement we did and then i took a nap uh after i was done with work on friday and i woke up and he was gone (gasps) what a jerk (laughs) he's in your room somewhere no because he had been walking like back and forth on the trim of the ceiling and then he started to like venture out into the middle of the ceiling and I was like, no, no, no. And I like was throwing my chacos up at the ceiling to like push him back. Push him back. And he went back in the corner and then all of a sudden I woke up and he was gone. I was like, oh no. Oh God. So we'll have to follow that drama. Hopefully it's just gone. If you just come, maybe home. you'll go back and he'll just be back where he belongs. He's like, okay, I mean, yeah, I've learned my you... lesson. That is my, un- that is the understanding me and spiders have in my house. If you stay in your corner, I will not kill you. Out of sight, out of mind. Except I need to know where you are, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in sight, out of yes, mind. Yes, there you go. As long That's as better. I can see you, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate to break this to you, Martha, but there's spiders all over the place here. Oh, yeah. When I went to go <laughs> put my shirt on after a nice little nap, there was a spider on it. I walked through a couple spider webs during my little hike when you were sleeping. Today has been a kind of just relaxing day. I learned I don't do well with a bent paddle. I thought, <laughs> I was like, I'm a really good canoer. I can handle a paddle. And like then the they first... gave me a bent paddle. I'm like, what is this? The first like 15 minutes of us paddling <laughs> is like, 
we're going left and then all of a sudden we're doing a full 360 we, at one point we were even going backwards just to try to get going in the direction we want like yes. if people were watching us from shore it was hilarious we did we, it really it took us a half an hour and that's why i don't think we went very far because for the first half an hour of our hour and a half long paddle we, we were just, were just out, going like, in circles <laughs> how to steer and how to like cooperate with each other so but we figured it yes. out we did a uh, little note about some like covid related changes you might notice if you come up now um they were doing the the packing of the packs at the outfitters and giving you your gear and stuff inside of a big barn and everybody wore masks so they wore masks we wore masks um there was a lot of hand sanitizer so if you you know, every, every few minutes they were spraying it. So we were like, okay, we'll spray it too. So we were very sanitized. Yeah, it, it, it's just kind of a little bit different because they, you know, they yeah, would do it inside their yeah. the little porch thing in the past. So, yeah, and then you, we couldn't go in the store. We had to buy a couple of things. Like we didn't bring coffee and we didn't bring... I forgot my water bottle, of yep, course. We had to buy another water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> then we had to buy, uh, we had to buy the coffee. Oh yeah, we, I couldn't find my, I knew, I know I have somewhere in this world I have another dinner from Camp Chow, couldn't find it, so ended up buying another one. So, but yeah, you just, you go up to the window and you tell them what you want, and then they go get it for you in the store, and then you go to another window and you pay, and then you go to another the window. The window system was nice. It was really like nice. Yeah. Stuff. So they've definitely prepared, so props Sawbill Outfitters, they've done a very, yes. very good job of preparing for COVID-19 and how they can safely you know, get people equipped and social distancing, like all of their sleeping bags were freshly laundered and all of the gear is cleaned and sanitized. And I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that the gear we were given was like really oh, yeah. well cleaned. Mm -hmm. and, and so it might be different than what you remember. And, and then another thing that kind of happened when we got to the landing to kind of put in our boat, there was already a family there that they, they had two boats and they were on both sides of the dock. So we kind of stood back and then when we were standing back, another group came in. And then the third group, there was a, another group that was out in the water. And they just kind of stayed out there and waited. And they let us go. So we went in. And then the family cleared off from both sides of the dock. So we went into one side and they came into the other. So it's kind of that awareness that you need to stay away from people. So when people, like we have not done a portage yet. We are going to do a couple smaller portages tomorrow. But if you come up to a portage and there's already a group there, you just hang out in the water and you take turns. And if there's several groups, then you just sort of paddle around in little circles like we did, trying to leave and wait your turn. And then you go into your portage. And if you encounter people on the portage, you know, move off as far as you can, kind of allow people to pass by without interacting too much. <clears throat> and again, we haven't experienced that yet. I don't know if we're going to, because we're taking some really small portages, yeah. like 13 oh rod portages. Just like. carrying, I, I don't know if I'm a wuss, <laughs> if it's like just my, my wuss shoulders, but just carrying the canoe from like where they had it for us to the water, like my shoulders couldn't take it. So. They also gave us a brand new canoe that nobody had used, like we are the first ones using it. It's brand new and we're, we're I'm kind sure of paranoid. I'm like, it. I will not put a single scratch on it, which is so un, like, you can't there's you're going to rub up against something or scratch a little bit in some way but i'm like i'm going to return this canoe as near perfect as possible yes. so we're being a little cautious <laughs> they made a joke that they could then attribute every scratch to us so. yes but yeah big <laughs> thank you <laughs> to dan and claire shirley 
Yes. Uh, we have known them for a while. They're awesome. They People, Sawbill Outfitters, check them out. Uh, we're probably just gonna cut off for the day, go have our dinner, hang out, go to bed, wake up tomorrow morning and go on another adventure. And we will share that adventure with you when it happens. Yeah. <laughs>Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful harbor town of Grand Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at thebiglakelife.com. The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure, and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.thebiglakelife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order. Alright, it is day two of our Boundary Waters journey. It is 3.30. It is 3.30. In the afternoon. And um, all I can say is ow. Yeah, ow. Today was... Okay. <laughs> It is gorgeous. It is warm. It is sunny. There's like no clouds in the sky. There's like little tiny wispy white clouds. Like the perfect day, except. But in true Minnesota fashion, we're getting the wind. It would be <laughs> perfect weather if it wasn't is for it? the wind. Yes, exactly. That is so cliche, but, but it's so, so true. true. <laughs> um, okay, so we were originally thinking we would go around Sawbill and then do the short portage over to Kelso maybe go down into Alton and then come back and kind of circle around. Well, we made it just fine to the end of Sawbill. Yep. And then the wind really picked up. It's like on the way there, we were against the wind a couple times, but it's like the entire way back to our campsite, we were against the wind. And, and the only was... time we got like shelter from the wind is if you're like in between like two islands or if you're like hugging the shore. I have a friend. Hello, friend. You are being way too calm about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dragonfly. They're friendly. They don't oh, eat yes, people. I know, but that doesn't make them any less ugly looking. And yeah, I just don't want them to land on me ever. Visual for the listeners, a dragonfly just landed on my shoulder and he chilled there for a while. It's pretty awesome. He was like, I know your shoulder hurts. Here, let me massage it. <laughs> But it was, I mean, really bad. Like, there were points where, like, the wind would catch the canoe and, like, and flip us, us around. around. Yeah. <laughs> we do, like, a full 360. I was like, well, there we go. We are not going anywhere. And we nope. were going into waves where, like, the top, you know, the like, the canoe would, like, go up and down and up and down. It was very roller coastery. Yes. Um, we decided to abort any sort of going anywhere else mission. Yeah. And just come straight to the campsite because... <laughs> My shoulders yep. <laughs> hurt so bad. Oh my gosh. Now we both have bum shoulders. We should mention that. Like I was in an accident in 2009 and had surgery and it didn't really fix the problem. So and I, I just, just have my yeah. awesome swimmer shoulders. Yep. So I shattered my collarbones and now there's like muscles that can't connect anymore and all this other crazy stuff. So yeah, that took pretty much everything out of us. Yeah. We yeah. decided not to pack up the camp. We decided to base camp where we were. And we did check out one other camp. We, there was like a couple other ones that were open, but like somebody got to the second one right when we Grace, got there. Yeah. So we did check out one other campsite. And the thing I've noticed is the campsite we're at is elevated. 
Like you can see the lake from here, but you can't see the campsite from the lake. Yep. Whereas the rest of them were like right down there. Them, yeah, that's how we could see that the most of them were occupied was you could see their tents yep. and where they were. So there were two other open campsites. We like when we left yesterday, Dan said that he thought the campsites were pretty full. So he's like, if you find an open one, just take it. And so we did. We took the very first open site we came to, which is by the Portage to Smoke. Is we did eventually figure out where we are, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Go us. No, we are right by the Portage to Smoke Lake, um, between Smoke Lake and Sawbill. Again, this is an elevated campsite, so we are above the lake. The rest of them seem to be right down on the shore. I guess it just depends on what you like. I like the privacy of people not realizing we're up here. Yeah. The only reason I think people can tell we're here is because our canoe is down by the lake, up against a couple trees. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, yeah, a- like yesterday when we were just sitting here when people would go by they'd be like oh that one's already taken yep so uh yeah that's what we did today maybe maybe and this is a big maybe because i don't know if like you can you, yeah you can definitely hear this on the recording because i can How see that it is it is very so windy you guys windy. it seems so perfect and then it's like really 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 windy so if the wind dies down maybe at like five o'clock we might just take the canoe over to the smoke uh, lake portage and just walk, the, like hike the portage and go check out smoke just so we could say we actually went to another lake because right now we, <laughs> we have not left Sawbill. But you know what, if you want to go out with a family, maybe you have some young kids and you want them to experience the Boundary Waters, there are a number of lakes that you can go to and just stay on one lake. You don't have to do any portages. Or maybe you just do a hiking portage where you check out another lake and then come back. Um, Seagull Lake, Sawbill, Asegnaga is definitely like one of the big ones. But right now, I don't know how Sag Lake is working because the border is still closed. And Is there two that border? Rose is half, there's actually a bunch of lakes that are on the border. But the two like ones that I'm really familiar with are yeah. Rose and Sag. So I don't know how it works to, like SAG is really, really what big. what I've been hearing is you, you just have to have. You have to be aware. Yeah, yeah. you, you kind of just have to be aware. So, um, oh yeah, Gunflint Lake is also, but the thing with like Gunflint and Rose is it's pretty clear when you, like the middle of the lake is the border pretty much. So just don't go past the middle of the lake. With SAG, SAG is a really, really big lake with a ton of islands on it and it the border is not quite as obvious i think in my opinion so i don't maybe stick with sawbill or seagull if you want to just do a one lake trip where you don't leave that lake or you you know maybe you base camp like that one family that we saw when we um were coming in they just went to the first campsite that was super super close i Mm -hmm. mean who knows if they today went anywhere else but I mean, it was super simple for them to just get all their stuff in the canoe. It was like with an eyes shot. Like you could see where they stopped from where we started in. Yep. From the landing. Yeah. There we go. The landing. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to, I'm like holding the microphone up and like my arm is slowly moving (laughs) downward. No muscles. So we're going to kick off for a little bit. Maybe we'll kick back up if we end up going over to smoke, but as of now we're just gonna chill out until the wind decides what it's gonna do it actually does seem like it's getting a little less windy now of course now that we're not on the lake well, but like it stops there's the gut then there's the it stops gut. and then out of nowhere it's like whoosh. 
and you're like, oh, hi, Wend. And you see it coming on the lake too. You'll be yep. paddling and you're like, all right, here we go. And then it's like, just like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> Not fun. It would have been a really, I think. Yesterday, if we would have, yeah, would have been a good day to like do the whole thing and come back. Because today is just so windy. It makes the water so choppy and like so hard to like keep yourself going in the same direction you want to. So I do apologize if this audio is not the greatest. We are literally shouting over like, I would say like 30 mile per hour winds. I mean, these are pretty They were strong. Like some of the gusts while we were out on the water would just like, no matter how hard you were paddling, just completely turn you around. Yep. And then like you'd lift your paddle up and it would, the wind would catch your paddle. (laughs) You'd be like, no, let me put my pedal forward. Not only if that, Alright, that's our cue. Yep. <laughs> we'll come back with a wrap up of our trip a little bit later. Yes. Bye. And we are back again. Now this is our wrap up. It is now Tuesday, actually Tuesday. the 16th. <laughs> we were both very tired yesterday and we're like, okay, oh God, let's just yeah. do the wrap up tomorrow. Uh, I was very sunburnt. I'm still very sunburnt. I put on 50 SPF and I reapplied. I'm just a very, very pale person and I burned. So I'm wearing a dress today. So if you if you see me around town and you're like, wow, Jay's really dressed up. It's because literally this is the only thing in my closet I can wear <laughs> that does not rub up against my sunburn. <laughs> well, I didn't wear sunscreen and of course I got sunburnt too. Um, didn't even realize it until I went to go like finally take my shower after we got home and it was like, yeah, the water was hot, but like my back was on fire and I was like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> it's like, oh great. I got sunburned only like on my back and the top of my shoulders, like not my face or anything, which is typically where I get it, like right on my nose. You got the life jacket tan line. I did. And it's not feeling great. <laughs> so we're both, uh, cleaned up and sunburnt and yeah hairbrushed again <laughs> yeah. it was fun though i had a lot of fun um i i do you know we, we did have plans to do a bit more than what we did we did stay on sawbill the whole time we had planned to kind of do the little portage into kelso we were always planning to base camp from sawbill and kind of explore around but those 30 foot waves not 30 foot waves whoa that would have been terrible. <laughs> the 30 mile per hour winds and like the foot and a half big like high waves were yeah, just the waves so had other plans rough. for us. If we could have been going against the waves the whole time, like if the yeah. wind had miraculously shifted and pushed us like it pushed us to the end of Sawville if it could have yeah, just pushed we made us it back to, to our campsite. Easy, but coming back was not the same story. Not at all. Um it was yeah, a good workout. It was a very good workout. My I shoulders actually, don't feel that bad but it's when I'm trying to hold them up for a long time like I was trying to semi do my hair this morning and it'd be like I'd be sitting there and then five seconds later like I could feel my elbows dropping (laughs) and then I just have to like go stand close to the wall and like prop my arm up on the wall to like keep my arm up (laughs) Uh, mine was my forearm actually my forearm on my left hand was really hurting last night like I had to take a Tylenol and Cody like gave me a little forearm massage because <laughs> just that one like my shoulder muscles weren't so bad my arm muscles weren't so bad but it was just that forearm it's I don't probably know. a muscle you're not 
used to using. Who works out their forearm muscle? <laughs> you don't do forearm curls? I do not, apparently. <laughs> Me either, so. But mine don't hurt. Yeah. Maybe it was... Oh! See, I... Swimmer, the swimmer, swimmer in me, in that muscle is, arm, is yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I don't swim, so. But yeah, um, if you are thinking of doing a Boundary Waters trip and you're like, it's kind of intimidating, which it can be, it can definitely be a little bit intimidating, uh, don't let it interfere with your decision to get out there and just go and do it because it was so much it. fun. It's a good experience to do. I want to go back sometime either like early fall end of summer i'm actually looking up right now we like i said we went through sawbill outfitters and and what's nice about sawbill is it's a big enough lake with a lot of different options that you can definitely spend the entire trip and even spend maybe even three or four days there on sawbill without ever having to leave and still being able to explore kind of different areas there's lots of islands and different places or you can tuck in to the little kind of inlet area there and take a very 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 short portage i think it's like 13 rods or something ridiculously short like that into kelso river that brings you up into kelso lake another extremely short portage again i think it's another like 11 or 12 rod portage brings you into alton and then that can actually connect you right back into sawbill so it's kind of a nice little you know a lot of people do that as a day trip and you could do it if you especially if you have kids like an overnight trip or you know, different options there. Really nice place. And you can go through Sawbill Outfitters. They are amazing. Even if you want to just rent a canoe and you have all the camping gear you feel you need, or you can go there and do their a la carte option, or you can go and do a full outfitting. And that includes food even too. We ended up staying at campsite number 914. So 914, which is also uh, lake camp number seven. And at first, I actually did a lot of research on the campsites before we left. And Is that the one that you thought was rated poorly? Yeah, and it was. It was why? only rated two stars. So I read the reviews after we came back, and I'm like, why? And people were like, it's super rocky. There's no place to pitch your tent. Um... They're like, there's no place to put your canoe on the shoreline. It's really hard to get to the shoreline. and I'm Which like, is hilarious <gasps> because we got to the site and we're like, there are so many places you could put a tent here. Like, this is such a good spot. They clearly, and the, the reviews, and, and this is where I didn't dig to. So don't take reviews to, like, to the word. Yeah. Um, I dug into them more because I, I really didn't spend too much time looking at that particular campsite because I had kind of visualized in my head us going further up into the lake before we pitched a campsite. But because when um, Dan told us at the beginning, he was like, just so you know, there may not be too many campsites. Grab the first one you can get. So we just we grabbed we the first one. We should be glad we did. Did. Yeah, there were, I mean, we <laughs> did find one other open one during our paddle around, um, and I didn't like that nearly as much. No, because like we said, I think we mentioned it when we recorded that day, you could, you're just, you, everybody from the water can see mm-hmm. you. And where we were, we were far up enough where you could see other people, but they couldn't see us because yep. we were so hidden up in the trees not like in the trees but kind of up in the like we were up a little hill i mean technically we were in the trees we were in the trees we were above some of the trees of the shoreline (laughs) so there you go and we were in our hammocks um but when i researched the reviews on that one more because i clicked on i'm like how is this only getting a two star or like a two rating Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me so i clicked on it 
The reviews were from 2009 and 2010. Okay, so in the past 10 years, everybody, and like I almost feel like, it, and this was from BWCA.com, that website is okay. It's just kind of getting dated, and a lot of the information is outdated. So when I was doing all this research, I was remembering information and not realizing that the information I was remembering is a decade old. <laughs> and so a lot of things change in a decade. Yeah. Um, so... You know, t- do the research, but take, I mean, especially that website with a grain of salt, just because... I mean, it's just how, like, people review movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen movies that have gotten, like, the worst review, and I watch them, and I'm like, I love this. So I've, just from that aspect, I've learned to just not really, like, read the reviews, but don't, like, take them too much to heart, because mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody's got different preferences. So we loved that campsite, Again, I th- what did I say it was? 914? Yep, 914, or Lake Camp Number 7. It's right by the Smoke Lake Portage. Uh, it's elevated. There's like four places, easily four to five places to put a tent. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's clearly like four places that people have regularly been putting a tent, yeah. and you can tell. Mm-hmm. The ground is clear. There's no ruts. There's no um, rocks. There's no nothing that will, you know, give you poke you in the back at night and make you uncomfortable. We also identified at least four combination of trees we could have hung our hammocks from. And, you know, that was... So if you're going to hammock camp, there's plenty of places. And then we went to another campsite. The other campsite we actually ended up going to... Let me get this pulled up here. It was campsite 913 or lake, lake site number three. So 913, and that's also rated a two... And I kind of agree with that rating a little bit more. Again, I'm not clicking on it to, like, actually read. Maybe I will click on... I will click on it really quick to read what year these reviews are from because I'm curious now. Um, There's one from 2015, there's one from 2009, and one from 2008. So, again, these are old reviews. (laughs) Don't... I, I feel like they should just clear off these old reviews or encourage people to write new ones because I'm not seeing many new... Maybe people don't use this website as much as I thought they did. But um, not everybody researches before they go. No, they you don't. should. Because you should be like Barb. You should be like Barb. So I did my research. And what I found about the other campsite we went to was there weren't as many large, thicker trees. Yeah. Yeah. We found like three and like one of them we'd be using like the same tree to like go off of. Connect. So it's. We did end up at the right campsite. It was a great campsite. It was mm-hmm. it would be good for tent camping. It was great for hammock camping. It was private. It was large. Like I said, it's good for families because your kids aren't going oh, yeah. to be down by the lake. It's, They're not going to be like, right yeah, on the water. You have to take... It's a good little trail up to the campsite. So, again, uh, great family trip. Great, you know, we went just the two of us. It was a lot of fun. A good solo trip if you want to go up solo. And they also have a campsite there at um, Sawbill by the Outfitters, but there's the Sawbill campsite. It's well-maintained. Yeah, it was really nice up there. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it up there. We actually talked about, like, man, we should have stayed at the campsite the night before yep. and, and then, then gone out. out. So mm-hmm. we were just up there in the morning when it was time to go. So that's another idea. If you only have a permit for, like, two nights, but you want to go up for three nights... Stay at the campsite for a night and then go out, stay two nights and then come back in. Maybe stay at the campsite again. You know, it's, there's a lot of different ways and 
flexibility for where to go and how to go about there. A lot of options. There was about 10 more on that lake. And then if we had gone over, if we couldn't find anything there, we were going to head over into Kelso. There's a couple in Kelso. If we couldn't find any on Kelso, we were going to go down into Alton. And if there weren't any on Alton, I think at that point, we probably just would have gone to the campsite and been like, is there something at the campsite? But luckily, we, we did find a campsite. Found some pink lady slippers. That was really fun. And we saw otters yes and a three turtles what we think it was a tortoise one was just a tortoise that day. And one was a tur- oh yeah that tortoise. day we saw the one like the one otter on the very far end of sawbill then we saw the otter at our campsite oh, which yeah. was surprising and super cool and then also on the far end was that huge turtle that we think he was a, a tortoise i think he was a tortoise it was massive i thought it was a rock at first but yeah, then, like, you were, we like, got closer. Like, I was scoping it out as we're paddling like, by. Is that a rock or a turtle? And I look over, I'm like, wow, that guy's huge. <laughs> like, the monster. size of my arm. <laughs> if you happen to get Campsite 914, it is very nice. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, check it out. Really fun. I had fun. I had fun. I, I want to do it again. Yeah, for sure. And this is the episode. Everybody, you have a great week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, not... <laughs> Not with our bucket list episode, because we actually have another episode that we started working on before we did this one. We decided this one was a little more timely, because if you want to go up and do a Boundary Waters trip, you will need to go on recreation.gov. Hold on. Oh, let me get the actual website here. It's recreation.gov slash permits. Look up the Boundary Waters and book your permit really, really soon. filling up. Yes, there are many places and entries and dates that are unavailable, especially in July and August. Yeah, most of July was taken, and there's just like a couple random ones here and there that were still open. So get on it and get on it soon, and otherwise you can always do day trips too. That's super fun, and yeah, get out there, explore, experience it. It is beautiful right now. We did not have a lot of bugs. Uh, Yeah, that still blows my mind how like... (laughs) When we're up in up on the gun flint, like I get eaten alive and we're just like sitting at the campsite and there's just like a few mosquitoes poking around, but the dragonflies are getting most of the stragglers, but like <laughs> craziness how we're way up there in the woods and I'm like hardly getting bitten, but we're just like up the trail a little bit and I get eaten alive. Yo. Experience <laughs> it. Enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Check out the Boundary Waters. They're beautiful. It's amazing. It was fun. I have two more trips planned this year. One in July where my husband and I are taking our son out. He is turning seven, so we decided to do a Boundary Waters trip for his birthday. For that one, we will be going from Poplar to Liz to... I mean, eventually, we're going to end up in, like, Gaskin and Horseshoe. I think Liz to Caribou to Gaskin to Horseshoe. Loopy area up there. That's the plan for that trip. And then sometime in September, I'm still planning a solo trip just because I want to have that experience. And I will bring you more information on that later. But until then, this has been the... This has been Explore the North Shore with... Martha. And Jay. 